Exactly. <laughs> we are back again. <laughs> Talk with Eminem with our very special guest, a famous oh. girl from Arizona. <laughs> like everyone knows you. <laughs> hey, oh, we I know see. you. <laughs> Sepi is with us, with Marzi. We're here. And uh, I don't know. I think we skipped... Mm, more than a month <laughs> but really? it's been a while that we yes we made yeah. it again so, yeah. and we're so happy to have you Seppi there and um, everybody can just say hi say hello i'm just gonna say hello to you <laughs> <laughs> I say um, hello to we we you. got to know each other here and then um we well we're gonna keep we're gonna keep some of it for the for our conversation but basically um we are from the same town mm -hmm. in iran in Esfahan, but we met each other here in us which was very interesting so welcome to our Thank podcast you. Yeah. we didn't know that right we find out we, that yeah we met and then we found out like oh my gosh you are too from that famous city <laughs> <laughs> with the famous accent <laughs> with the cutest accent ever <laughs> you know what is good um about our town because there was a river uh -huh. and that just connect everybody for some reason to each other it was two side mm -hmm. and people were just coming to that river it doesn't matter this side or this side and we were all one and unfortunately that river is dry right now mm -hmm. that's okay I yeah, suppose yeah. to not to start it with a sad okay. <laughs> statement. Okay. Life is not always happy. I, I think I'd get to that too some, sometime during the discussion. But I wanted to say hi to all of your audience and to both of you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I know it, it took a while for us to make this happen, but mm -hmm. excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to grill you here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that hasn't happened so far. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm ready to be grilled. <laughs> it is one of those uh, hot summer days mm -hmm. amazingly um, but you call uh, this hot yeah oh okay tell us <laughs> about like the hot perfect. <laughs> this is perfect like i was i, I we, we were driving here with our mutual friend Leila, and she was showing me the temperature in her car she says oh my gosh it's actually cooler here see this is 79 i'm like really <laughs> and then on my computer it says 111 in arizona <laughs> like at this current oh moment wow. i think yesterday was um I, i saw on the news that it was 117 it was a record-breaking oh yeah. Phoenix. yeah yeah it's, it, it's crazy but yeah for us this is this is too much i mean for the past yeah. three days it's been real um, my my mustache is always kind of <laughs> <laughs> You can tell. <laughs> When Marcy grows mustache, you can tell. It's, it's always a little misty. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a big difference to live in Arizona and yeah. California. And we're complaining about almost two months of, yeah. like, the heat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but tell us about yourself, Sepide. Where you are coming from and... We asked this question, that's the first question, how far you can go in your memories uh -huh. and remember yourself from that moment or from the first, the first memory. memory. Yeah. Well, so first of all, everyone can call me Seppi. I'm very used to it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody calls me by my full name anymore. Um, 
I'm from Isfahan. Uh, as we were talking, it's for your audience who don't know, it's kind of the central city in Iran. Very known and famous for the architecture side of it. It's a historical city. It's beautiful. Yes, that river, it would add up to the whole thing, but unfortunately, it's not in the same condition as it was before. Um, I moved here about 13, well, actually not exactly 13 years ago. Lucky 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was born on a 13, and it was a Friday. Whoa. Oh so if you ever wonder why, <laughs> I'm the way that I am. <laughs> um, actually, weather-wise, I think it was somehow similar to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, like as far kind as... Kind of. It's like dry, more That's on the true. hot side. And so it wasn't too much of a shock, Um talking temperature mm-hmm. um but i think you know the everything just because everything is a little bit easier living you know the lifestyle Correct. everything is easier you pretty much don't feel it as much like i sometimes imagine you know if this was the exact temperature back in iran and you had to wear everything that you were mm-hmm. supposed to wear how would you even <laughs> go with your life you know just yeah. surviving that heat but i know people do I mean, even now, um, it gets close to that temperature, and I, I don't even know how. Like, I lived there for 23 years, and I was doing it, but now imagining it, it's hard. <laughs> I don't even know how people yeah, deal with that. Um, but, yeah, so I um, I studied architecture. I was um, I finished my bachelor's in Iran, um, and then three days later, like, I literally defended my final project. Wow. And then three days later, I was at the airplane moving oh, wow. to United States with like one suitcase. Oh. I thought I'm going to go back. I told most of my friends and family, you know, relatives, like, this is not, you know, it's not going to be a long <laughs> goodbye. I'd be back in a few months. And here we go, 13 years, and I never went back. Um, so I came down here, uh, continued my education, got my master's in architecture, and then studied, um, started working. Uh, with a few firms so far and yeah that's good for you look at you (laughs) in 13 years she made it like so fast and furious a good (laughs) career and Mm -hmm. future Mm -hmm. we're so proud of you we're so happy for you and uh it's like um yeah you talk about the weather of our town that how people can survive i Lately, right now, they're just saying that uh, the temperature in some areas, especially in Middle Eastern, it goes above and beyond um, human body. Yes, they can't. Human body is not capable Mm -hmm. to handle that much of the heat. And this, this is very, very interesting. I know that we're talking about your life, but I want to go actually from backward because you started with the architecture and your major i remember in iran we had like the old houses they were high ceiling Mm -hmm. with wood and they were so cool in the hot summer yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah both of you it's just both (laughs) architecture (laughs) ladies are sitting i would say like you know um the ancient architecture, it, it was doing a much better job considering the location, the temperature, you know, just the vicinity that they're located at and just getting ideas and then getting ideas from the environment and then responding back to it. 
compared to what you see mm-hmm. now. That's like at, at some point, I feel like, oh my gosh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Just exactly. because people get, you know, they get excited uh, from something that they see on, in a magazine or something. And they want to copy it, not even thinking like, this is not supposed to be here. <laughs> this, exactly. this is not the solution for this uh, location. So yeah, looking back at um, the old houses in Isfahan or mm-hmm. Yaz, you know, there are cities similar to Isfahan that have this historical mm-hmm. context and they have like the greatest solution for those temperatures mm-hmm. and that, you know, they didn't have AC unit. No, they didn't have electricity no, to mm-hmm. provide. But then they had a comfortable Yes. Yeah. Environment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The way the way they were designed, whether it was with uh, clay and the combination of hay and clay and all that material, or the wood that you were saying, um, they would design it in a way that it would keep it cool in the summer and keep it nice and warm in the winter. Yeah. And the, the, the insulation was just the orientation, the, exactly the, the orientation of it. Yeah. The, the central, mm-hmm, the courtyard, mm-hmm. all the ideas they had, like how much heat you gain and what part of it you need, what part of it you want to avoid, what are the solutions yeah. for it. So, mm-hmm. huh. I wish we could build yeah. the same house I as know. like my grandma's house. I know. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. The, it, my nostalgia some, just came. <laughs> I know. In some really good, um, uh, the good designs and, and people who are doing the good research, they're bringing some of those back from mm-hmm. all around the world and they're bringing some of the um, ways and techniques and materials that would um, actually do this right, but um, it's still expensive. It's not um, available for everyone. It's kind of uh, it's kind of just coming back. But I'm I'm kind of looking at all three of us and what we've all been um, interested in all our life, and I'm thinking about our city and how I, I kind of feel like. Isfahan is like Italy of Iran. And because we were always exposed to art and architecture and all those colors and everything was beautiful all around us, we're we're always, we have that in us. It's like, Mariam's an artist and you're an architect and no matter. It's, it kind of became became a part of us and wherever we went, we were always observing it. And we're we're kind of, sometimes it's funny because, we're living in California, but everywhere I go, I try to compare it with Isfahan. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and whenever, whenever I, for the moment, if something reminds me of that, it makes me happy because we're still looking for yeah. that. We're looking to that's find true. that beauty, and that's something that's that why I love Phoenix. And, yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of home. And you were saying the other day, it, it kind of feels like home because, yeah. So wow, I don't know. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk. I talk, just talk, remembered talk. that I yeah, forgot. I just, just, you well. guys continue. Yeah, oh, we forgot fan. to turn off the talk fan because it's really hot, but it's Electricity making a lot of noise. Electricity and temperature. <laughs> Good reminder. <laughs> we'll turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the question. <laughs> so tell us about... Um, um, I, want, I wanted to know, um, so you already made that decision to come here and uh, continue your education before you were done with your education back home, right? You already had everything, because you said you, you left like three days after you right. were done. So you had um, you you studied in Tucson, right? In, My master's, yeah, in, at U of A. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I didn't know if you knew that about me, but architecture was the only major that I mm-hmm. wanted to study and uh-huh. I figured that out at the age, age of 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my brother had a friend who we attended. Um, I mean, she had to defend her final project for her master's. And then we attended that 
event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I don't even know if that's the same case in Iran still or not. But you used to invite your friends and relatives when oh, yeah. you had that event oh. going on. So we were invited to that. And, and that was my first time being exposed to mm-hmm. architecture. My brother was, uh, he's an industrial designer, so I, I would always see, you know, his work and projects, like how, the process, mm-hmm. making models and, you mm-hmm. know, concepts, the drawings and all of that. So I kind of had that going on in my head since my childhood. But then architecture, somehow it just clicked. I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and then... It stuck. Like the, mm-hmm. my whole high school, I think m- maybe at some this point I was the only one in the class knowing what I want to that do in my future. Amazing. And they were like, "How do you even know?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just went to this thing." No, that's how it is. You know, it's <laughs> like with geology and my dad. Like um, my dad was f- fighting and arguing every single time that I was talking about geology. He says, "No, this is not the major for you in this country. Yeah. It's not going to take you anywhere." And I was like, "Nope." I'm going to study a geology. It's your fault. You bring me minerals. You bring me fossils every day. You're exposing me to this major. And now you're telling me to not to study it. Mm-hmm. I already fell in love. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is amazing. And it's so good that you got to you got to really go the route. To that do you it. Yeah. Because yeah. of that, you know, the, uh, what is it? The entr- in entry exam? Mm-hmm. What do we call oh, it yeah, yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to take that exam to enter mm-hmm. the university in Iran and then depending on your grade like you only have so so much so many choices on your major and what school you want to go and then depending on your grade you may or may not have the chance to do so <laughs> so I guess I I mean there was a good amount of luck there <laughs> and then um so coming here though many people kind of see that a chance to change their, their major if they want to because mm-hmm. then you don't have that barrier to pass through but then I didn't even question it. Like coming here, I think I had that question a few times. Like I was asked a few times, like, are you sure you want to person? Like, yes. <laughs> do you want to awesome. do your master's? And she, yes. Um, but then finishing my uh, master's, I, I realized that I have this passion about interior design. Now, most people, when you say interior design, they kind of think about... Mm the role of a decorator, yeah. which is not. <laughs> I want to put it out there. Yeah. I, I recently came up with an example of, you know, when you have your optometries, op- optometrist, mm-hmm. you have your plastic surgeon, and then you have your makeup art- artist. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's a good example. So your yeah. makeup artist is your decorator. Uh-huh. I think the plastic surgeon is the interior designer mm-hmm. who still knows about, you know, the systems and how the muscles mm-hmm. work. And I mean, a little mis- mistake they make, it probably make everything, you know, a mess. Mm-hmm. And then you have your architect who, you know, it's not just inside, but also the whole, like, what we call core and shell and the mm-hmm. exterior part of it too. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that fo- that passion about interior design, I didn't have the education for it, but it, then it was one of those moments, like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I do not take no for an answer, so what should I do? <laughs> this um, is awesome. I studied, I started searching for jobs, but I, I was kind of intimidated by, um, you know, even as an intern, if I start working somewhere, they are expecting me to know you know, so much, mm-hmm. but, and I don't. So what should I do? 
So I started talking to this lady in Tucson who had just opened her business. She was an Aww. interior designer. I was like, hey, do you are you looking for an intern? And she looked at my portfolio and said, um, well, I do. But just because I'm new, I'm not paying my interns, but you are supposed to be paid. Mm-hmm. So instead of hiring you, I'm going to refer you to this art institute uh-huh. who is now shut down in most places, I guess. It's shut down in, in Arizona. Um, but then she said, you can actually start teaching to the interior design oh, students because yeah. we have some stuff in common, like the software, AutoCAD. And stuff. Yeah. And then that way, find your way into that world. Um, I was like, okay, if they take me. So then she talked to the dean and I got the job. So the first two years of my profession was teaching huh. to, the, that is awesome. <laughs> to the students. And it's a long story. I think it's going to take uh, its own hour to like how that go, how that went and how I just got surprised by the courses that I had to yeah. teach. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, I have to teach myself first and then uh-huh. go stay in front of the class. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> but then you passed through that. It's the best way to learn, though. I, th- I think so. But then I felt bad for the students. <laughs> I mean, it, got, it was good for me, but I don't even know how they're doing today. As long like, as you stay just one step ahead of them, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't um, forget your chain of, you know, talk. But I want to tell you that this is the best way to learn. I was a very bad student, especially in the math, because my brain was flying. <laughs> and one of my friends... He asked me to teach his sister that she felt from Matt. Yeah. And I didn't say no. And I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I'm learning the things that I supposed to learn myself for years. And then guess what? Yeah. Her grade was she got like twenty in Iran. Right, it's just it's the grading plus, is yeah. A plus. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it is i think that's how we're just growing it is the same thing in the life you don't know and you you start a marriage and then you learn by being in a relationship you learn from each other and i think students are teaching am i right marzi yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. students are teaching teachers as well yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like i i've learned um more in the past six years that i've been teaching that I ever have because oh. um, you feel that responsibility and um, do, because when you when you read or try to learn something you sometimes you feel like okay I learned it but the fact that you have to explain it to somebody else right. in the way that they will mm-hmm. understand in million different ways because mm-hmm. every single one of them are different and they learn differently then you have to really understand and grasp that concept so you can totally. transfer it. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really the best. Correct. Mm-hmm. Huh. Absolutely. So I guess I don't want to I don't want to keep you, but because I, c- I want to hear about some of the challenges that you had then, and <laughs> whenever whenever whatever comes to your mind, just tell us about it, because maybe we forget to ask some questions. But if you want to talk about something, but I think that kind of answers my question even before you said. But I wanted I want to hear that from you again. Um, you, do you still enjoy what you do the the same way that you were kind of you because uh, it's amazing that you knew you knew what you wanted and you yeah. really followed through and do you still enjoy it every day that you're working at it is it you know um the short answer is yes mm-hmm. um the work I do again this, there's nothing that 
I would want it to replace it. Nice. Like nothing else that I can think of. Um, because I think even if I want to look for something else, I know if that job, if something I do does not involve creativity or, or like creating something, mm-hmm. I get bored. And I, I can't continue living if I, get, <laughs> if I get bored. I have to make sure, you know, because it's, it's always this this good challenge for your brain here's a question find a solution for it here's another question find a solution for it Mm -hmm. and then that would be kind of manifested in you know as a building in my Mm -hmm. world but then it could be something else for like a painter a pottery uh, you know Mm -hmm. uh, piece or something so if I ever want to choose, so like if I have to choose something else, mm-hmm. it would still be in that world of mm-hmm. creativity. Um, but then about my job, so it's something that's really, I guess, rewarding mm-hmm. is that um, not only I'm kind of responding to my own, um, you know, like what I would like to do, I'm, I'm kind of doing that, but also right now, because what I'm doing is designing uh, healthcare mm-hmm. buildings, like hospitals and clinic. Mm. So knowing that, well, first of all, every time you say hospital, people think about this boring, I don't even know what word to say. Like, yeah, like I do mm-hmm. not want to be in that place. <laughs> but then you start thinking it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some other project types like airports. They have grown so much in the past couple of years, like creating airports that kind of, feel like you're walking walking at a mall mm-hmm. like it it does help with decreasing your the amount of your stress um like walking through the concourse or having food there it almost feels like you're at a yes. mall and mm-hmm. you know just having fun so why not doing that for hospitals mm-hmm. that's been that's been not only my goal but i think just the whole like industry of healthcare interior design um the fun fact about it is healthcare was my like at the least least of uh, like project types that I wanted to do, it was like at the at bottom. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like airport and hospital, and then I had like other stuff at the top. <laughs> but then, when I was getting out of, um, at some point, I decided, okay, enough. I'm kind of done with teaching. This is not. I mean, it was great, but it's not my dream job. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to start looking for a job at a firm. So I. Um, reached out to this firm in Phoenix. They have a few, a uh, couple of offices nationwide. And then they were looking for a healthcare interior designer. Like they <laughs> had just, like they had one team in Dallas and they had just started um, this branch in Phoenix. There were like, I guess, three more people there at that time. And they were like, we are looking for a healthcare interior <laughs> designer. So great timing. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, I do not have the education. I do not have the experience. And the, the boss that I had at that time, this is like the sentence he told me. And I think it kind of just got stuck in my mind. And it kind of took that and applied that to many other things in my life. Like you can, you can teach people this skill set, but you cannot teach them how to have the passion. Mm-hmm. So as long as you tell me you have the passion, I'm not worried about mm-hmm. the knowledge because you can always learn it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then there we go. <laughs> 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 so, um, but then I didn't have the, the choice to make like, uh, no, I don't want, I don't want to do healthcare. I want to do like hospitality. <laughs> I had to start with, you know, and then the, the hard part was, Healthcare, just because of the environment that it has, 
there are a lot of requirements and codes and standards that you have to follow. So it's not like I, I'm going to just open my wings of creativity and do uh -huh. whatever. No, you're st stuck at this like limited uh, boundary, but then you have to find your way. Mm -hmm. So then that boring, wow. sterile looking hospital looks a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. That is amazing. Did you did you ha actually have to um, learn all the the details of functionality and how how? Oh it yeah, work? yeah. I went through this. That's I guess awesome. boot camp, like a six months. <laughs> nice. Another boot camp after <laughs> teaching, just like and you know there were like things that I now that I remember I kind of laugh about it. Like people were talking about the finishes, like the materials, and because it was in English too, so there were like a few things that I had to pass through you know not only i don't know much about this material but i don't even know what that means in english <laughs> yes. and it is interior design i studied architecture so uh, yeah i had to learn all of it but uh, there were failures there were a lot of questions but that that is what it is <laughs> i i think i'm going to just give you this good news because you're going to be stuck with the architecture of Life. healthcare oh healthcare because now you're an expert mm -hmm. and then i hope that i don't know probably you're going to stay with this firm but they're going to have you an asset because no one else or maybe at least least people they're going to have the knowledge that you have and you 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 grabbed it and just yeah. just you add it to yourself to to your knowledge and to your knowledge and that's that's how you become a great successful oh, person so. no seriously because when you look at yourself you're going back you see how far you came yeah. and how many challenges you had to to be at this point mm -hmm. and yeah. you know it was like few days later like it's just it was like two days ago i was watching a video that everybody's passing to each other it's a lady with a lots of wrinkles and beautiful eyes she's playing bass guitar and she plays so good and she got a lot of hit and it's like oh it's so interesting that this person with this age is playing guitar that you know it's just because she came along mm -hmm. and when she was young probably a lot of people they didn't see her the way that they look at her right now it is very interesting for them to see a person that age playing guitar yeah. maybe you don't see it right now that how far you go <laughs> but 20 years from now on yeah. it's you will see oh my god yeah. what i have done mm -hmm. when you add the life experience to the expertise and mm -hmm. education oh, and passion sure. then it really becomes something special yeah yeah that yeah. was uh, that, well as a side note fun mm -hmm. fun fact side note <laughs> When I started this job, I was like, this was also something I told my boss at that time during the interview. I was like, not only I'm not educated, not only I didn't, um, you know, work as an interior but also I'm not a type of person who've been into these environments quite oh, frequently, wow. <laughs> you know, like I don't get sick. Well, that time yeah. I don't get sick, quite, you know, quite often. <laughs> I haven't had like family members at a hospital I don't even know I don't even know how it goes how, yeah like that's the entry and then what happens afterward I have no idea <laughs> that changed after a few years but yeah. Yeah. 
technically, how long you've been working in this firm as a healthcare? So I changed. Design? I changed the firm uh, last year, but overall, eight. Eight yes, years. Yeah. In this expertise in this industry, yeah, that okay. is amazing. Yeah. And you're still doing the healthcare, right? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when when you get specialized and zeroing all of your attention and focus on one thing, then it becomes amazing. Uh, it, I think it was last year or two years ago that you showed me um, the website with some of your work. It's fascinating. Aww. It's beautiful. So yeah, I, I feel so proud. It's like such a young person. <laughs> yes. And, have so and beautiful. And beautiful <laughs> and lovely. And then and it's so funny when you, when you think like. We lived in the same city for so many years, and we never ran into we each never, other. And yeah. Then, yeah, we found each other like all the way here. And um, um, I met you through Layla, our, our right. lovely friend. All our audience know Layla because we always talk about her. And <laughs> we had her, and I think she was our first guest. She yes, was she was. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she used to live in Arizona, and that's where you guys met. Right. And then we met you through her, and um, we've been actually trying to seduce her to come to California so we can. <laughs> So we can have another right love for friend this talk, close to us. Yeah. All kinds of yeah. tips. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's 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 beautiful to see because um, when I when I see successful um, Iranians, especially from our hometown, it just I I get filled with pride and joy. Yeah, and it's beautiful to see us all spread all around. And I don't know what I mean. I'm not trying to be racist or anything at all but <laughs> to be honest i haven't seen one iranian mm -hmm. who's not doing great after mm -hmm. immigrating here mm -hmm. so it, it's either you know something that iranians have in their genes <laughs> or the opportunities here or put them together a mixture mm -hmm. of both we're ambitious mm -hmm. yeah. we're ambitious mm -hmm. and we're working so hard and uh, i think we're a good generation we're a good category additions to mm -hmm. america mm -hmm. and europe and australia yeah. and um, you know it's just wherever i now because of all of these migrations from our country started like you know 45 years mm -hmm. ago and it's still continuing it it's going to get harder and harder but most of our friends they are all over the places right. like i have doctors in canada i have doctors friends in Australia I have like you know the one of the best friend that I had she's a famous like um urologist in like Canada mm -hmm. but the, when yeah you're mm -hmm. right when when you look at it it's like they're all successful mm -hmm. and because they don't take it for granted well mm -hmm. we don't mm -hmm. take it for granted mm -hmm. and then like to me I know if I if I had to stay, like I, I never cho chose to do this immigration. It kind of just fell in in front of me, and I said yes to. Yeah. But if I were to stay, there were so many no's that I had to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, no's to like simple things that you wanted to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Simple things like, you know, like the even before having a job, like when we were at school, I remember. Like, people are always asking, like, did you have a culture shock? Or, mm -hmm. And I say no, because most of the things that um, people do here, you would still do in Iran, just under the ground. <laughs> yeah. So that part of it wasn't much of a shock. But there were things that, you know, <laughs> like, I remember we had 
um, a project and we were working like maybe like two girls and three boys or whatever, like <laughs> a mix. And then this uh, guy who was the security guy at the university in Esfahan, he would start like knocking on all of the doors, like all the classes oh, at 6, 6 p.m. Like you are not allowed to stay at school. We were like, but we are just working on project. He was like, no, no. you have to go home. I'm like, okay, do you want me to take this boy to my home and work on the project? Isn't it more <laughs> safe you to do it here? Sure. <laughs> my parents are okay, but are you okay? But then here, like I started school and then I was told, that is your desk. You can stay here 24-7 mm-hmm. whenever you need to. I'm like, wait, Not- it's my desk? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> and then people had, like, you know, they would bring their plants and their blanket and their heater. And that they would make a home out of it because then that's going to be mm-hmm. your two or three years before master's. Mm-hmm. That was my culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, whatever you need to do, we provide it for you. Just do your thing. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That's, yeah, that's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I feel bad for so many uh, young girls and boys back home that um, before last year and everything that's been happening, um, which everything was quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all the restrictions and everything that they wanted to do and they were passionate about and with the ambitions that you guys are talking about and they couldn't do and okay. we couldn't do. Um, and now it's just getting worse and worse and I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but yeah, it's, there's so much, there's so much passion. There's so much talent that's just getting wasted yeah um but yeah at least and and sometimes we were talking uh, i mean we always talk about this but i think um, in one of the podcast episodes we also talk about how we sometimes feel a little guilty that we're here and we're living our lives and we're working towards what we can for our success and for our happiness we're not always successful we're we have our challenges we have a lot of hard days um but as you were saying there there's not a lot of no's people if, if if we fail it's it's on us it's mm-hmm. not because somebody stopped us but sometimes we feel guilty because we're here and we have that opportunity and some of our friends and families they don't have that but at least i'm happy that some of us got to and and um uh, there the, the, i was listening to dr holoquiti the, the other day and um we talked about him on the <laughs> podcast as well and he was saying that that's how culture actually happens for those of us who get out and learn and then come back and spread right. that in, in pass the, that knowledge. exactly pass yeah. that knowledge and 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 move that around because it's, everybody's just sitting where they're at Nothing's mm-hmm. gonna, nothing's gonna change. But I don't know where I'm going. I'm just expressing myself. But that's you, that's what we question, do. That's, that's what I suppose. I'm told that's what. We, that's <laughs> why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Sepi <laughs> yeah, was asking. Sepi. Sepi. Are you going with Sepi? Okay. Sepi was asking. Uh, what are the questions that you guys are gonna ask? We're like, I don't know. We're just gonna talk. Whatever comes. <laughs> so yeah. They, they don't leak it for, for the future guests. <laughs> you are you, you are one of our good listeners. It's just mm-hmm. you listen to our podcast since we started oh, yeah. and yeah. you were always encouraging us and that was very I, very nice because that's what you needed yeah. to start to mm-hmm. start and just push yeah you know what what happened and we started technically by some conversation between Miriam and Mercy but the ultimate goal was we wanted it to talk with people that they are on the ground very close to us 
And I said it like many times, people that we see them every day and the, nobody doesn't know them beside their family, their friends. They are on the website of their own or a company and uh, they have a life to talk about. They have a lot of stories and each story is, it has its own unique and beauty. I always believe that each person has their own book mm -hmm. and each, each chapter has its own like beauty and you get time to cry you get time to amaze you get time to like you know it's just regret you it's and we still didn't get to the surface of your life all we know about <laughs> you just a little bit of yeah. your success story but that comes from hard work everything that you went through from in your personal life mm -hmm from where you went to the school, from your friends, from who broke your hearts. These are all pieces that we put together sure. to today. Yeah, I mean, there's that saying, I don't even know I'm, if I'm, I mean, there's, there's probably a better way to say it, but mm -hmm. they say like growth comes from pain. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So there's, I mean, you can run away from that all your life, but if, If someone really wants to have that growth, you have to just experience it. Like, there's no way you can gain something. I mean, mm -hmm. they say, like, it's not the uh, conversation about, like, the, what is it, the hardworking versus the smart mm -hmm. way of doing things. Like, mm -hmm. yes, um, for a smart person, the, you're always looking for ways to make things better, more efficient. But even that, like, finding that and mm -hmm. learning that, has its own pain mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly exactly so there's no way you just you know wake up one day and realize oh i'm successful i, <laughs> I achieved that like, uh -huh. i mean i wish but <laughs> yep yeah it's the challenges that that help us grow exactly yeah. yeah if if um if we don't if our life is easy and if we don't um try to do things differently and put ourselves through challenges everything's gonna stay the same and we're gonna and it it, it This is like it's visible, like even just using you as the example, because you're our guest um, <laughs> from the first time I met you, which was probably seven six, years ago, 2017, uh, yeah. no, yeah. whenever yeah, yeah. Leila got yeah. married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so five years ago, um, you've already grown so much oh you're really like a different person <laughs> you're so um intelligent and mature oh. and you have so much wisdom and it's oh. like yeah it's like just in the really? <laughs> you were the baby back then <laughs> five years really ago young. <laughs> <laughs> you were young and energetic and now you're wise i was hannah <laughs> toddler <laughs> no yeah it's it's amazing and and i i'm i'm so happy to hear that you were doing what you're passionate about in life but um i kind of want to like i have a million different questions that i want to ask you but i want you to talk about whatever like whatever's burning inside your head and you want oh my brain is burning all day so <laughs> maybe start with your questions <laughs> i don't know it's like because she's here i i really want to take advantage of I like know. you know just it. going going the section two too uh, do you think that you will be able with the situation that we have or we it's going to be a little okay let me tell you a little bit <laughs> very side story our friend Layla, <laughs> she's with her daughter <laughs> and they are trying to entertain the little ones 
two and a half years old because if she's she'd be here she's not gonna let us talk <laughs> that's why but we're gonna force her to just stay a little bit more outside and then later when she comes back we're gonna give her watermelon ice oh, yeah. cream oh, her favorite, and, yeah. yes she knows about it yeah. she knows about watermelon <laughs> let me just have like for five minutes um to, to make it 45 minutes at least um about uh, the firm that you're working right now and um actually healthcare what are the most interesting things when you want to start design uh-huh. is it like the first thing that it comes to your mind is how the building should look or how people should be like looking at it and feel like comfortable because it's so hard to what you wanted yeah, to do yeah. and what are the codes that you're yeah, just right. telling me that because yeah. i'm saying this one very fast we i i love city of hope maybe you know where is this this one of those uh, big villages of mm-hmm. um um actually that they okay it's just for cancer and diabetic mm-hmm. and they built this project so beautiful and so welcoming unfortunately the last time that we went like you know it was just a few weeks ago it is under constructions and it's so confusing but they built like little gardens zen garden in between like their buildings and you enter the building you don't feel you come to the hospital Mm -hmm. you don't feel like you see people with like you know it's just lost hairs and like you know this situation you know what's going on but still, it's so encouraging. The building is giving you the hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a positive energy. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. And they have many yes. different locations. This is the, the main, main um, campus, yeah, yeah, campus yeah, on so. uh, Duarte. Yeah. That actually, that makes me interested to walk it sometime, mm-hmm. maybe after construction. But I mean, from what you're telling me, it's doing what it's supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. exactly the purpose of like a successful healthcare interior that's what that's the goal of it because these um these buildings are always going to be visited when you're most stressful mm-hmm. either for your health or one of your significant others you never you never walk into a hospital for i mean even if you know for a mom to be yeah you know you still have your stress mm-hmm. though it's a for a good reason mm-hmm. but um so t- back to your question where where it starts so i always see it as a you know like you are given this piece of play-doh and you're also given this list of requirements <laughs> and then they ask you to make it somehow to respond back to those <laughs> items um for me well so there are multiple things that you have to juggle as a designer to get your outcome one would be the space planning so it's kind of like uh solving this puzzle you have multiple pieces you know your client comes to you and say says we have this clinic we need like i don't know eight exam rooms we need these like uh, support services we call that like a core area we need like two nurse stations blah blah blah. so you have pieces Mm -hmm. and you you are working within this limited boundary (laughs) um it's either within an existing hospital a lot of times like they are renovating Uh recently sometimes we have ground up ground up projects so you have to figure out how you're resolving this puzzle and then throughout your space planning you're also thinking about all right 
I want my, my exam rooms to have to receive daylight because that matters because mm-hmm. when you're sitting and then there becomes a lot of factors like psychologically environmentally you know those things then you you keep adding to the factors and then you're you keep adding to the shape of that mm-hmm. and then once you kind of have the bones of your plan like which means your the, the solid pieces that you don't want to move anymore like your walls your doors <laughs> your main circulation then you're adding to it like there's a there's this layer of materiality and lighting and furniture that you're adding to those layers with the materiality then you're also thinking about all right what's the what am i trying to convey what am i trying to like how what this space is supposed to make people to feel a lot of times when we have um like we start these um projects with user groups and we ask them like the majority of your patients how do you want them to feel do you want him to feel like happy and excited Mm -hmm. or do you want him to be more in the zen and calming side so each one of these you know and then that's the job of the interior designer to translate these buzzwords into the design language or the materials like (laughs) i don't know if you i'm i'm just (laughs) using red as an example because there's a lot (laughs) of it surrounded here (laughs) which is a great color but you probably won't use it you know in an OR <laughs> or in an exam room, but you might use it in an activity room at a pediatric yeah. because like each of these colors are associated um, to something in people's mind. It There's the culture aspect of it that comes in. There's the, again, psychology of it mm-hmm. that comes in. So we were told, like, I remember this thing from a teacher uh, when we were at, in Iran. I thought this is only applicable to architecture, but then I heard it from other majors too. He said architecture is an ocean of like different knowledge with the depth of maybe like six inch. So you don't get too deep into mm-hmm. like the psychology, the economy, the right. That's I don't know the uh, all the science about human, but you should know at some point. You should know something about or the mechanical and electrical engineering. You should know at least this much about it, not this much, mm-hmm. to be able to process your thoughts and be realistic on what you want to implement. Mm-hmm. So, Very interesting. It looks like a journalism then. You know everything, but right? you don't know mm-hmm. everything. everything. You have yeah. to know a little bit of everything. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I, I thought it was only architecture, but then every time I you know, said it out loud, I heard other people from other majors like, Oh yeah, actually that's that's how it goes on our in our world too. <laughs> so that's interesting. I, I think this is just the world right now. You cannot be isolated. Like I I just had tell me if I'm running out of time. No, that's okay. It's just it's like you, you know what? Yeah, let's hold on to that. I'm gonna pause it <laughs> and I want everybody to come back and push the, the section two of the episode eighteen. Okay. 18b yeah we are going this, to the next episode yes, yes. this is a episode 18 <laughs> this is going to be episode 18a oh and we're going to listen to, to 18b b okay <laughs> then hold on 